Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. How sweet it is to Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Calkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at RedRiverToyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. I needed someone to understand my ups and downs. There you Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphian, also host of the Jeff Calkins Show. He's on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Some may call him a code breaker. I don't think he's a code breaker, though. Jeff joins now via the phone line. Jeff, what's happening? Uh, no, I don't I don't even know the reference. What code breaker? Why are you talking about code breakers? What, you don't what know the about? reference at all, huh? No. What oh. are you talking about? Oh, uh, Draymond Green, maybe? Oh, oh, code breaker. Yeah, breaking yeah, yeah. the code. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Draymond Green. He is, uh, he's something else, isn't he? <laughs> we added to the five-minute compilation last night of his code breaking, so that's nice. What do you think? What do you think he's going to get? I think it has to be 10-plus. You have to get to double digits. I saw somebody report that they're talking about there's a, it's on the table that it could be the rest of the season. I think that may be a little bit too much, no. but I think 10-plus at minimum. If you get to 15, if you get into the 20s, I don't quite care. I don't feel bad for him. This is a it is it's he does this all the time. He does this every chance he well, gets it feels like. It, We're not even a month through. removed from the Rudy Gobert yeah. incident. Nothing has had any impact on the way he comports himself, right? I mean nothing. And um weirdly enough, I think this incident Isolated, you know, it, this incident is not as flagrant as the Rudy Gobert incident, right? Like, you yeah. can sort of say, well, he was flailing. Incidental like, contact, yeah. Well, it was not just incidental, but like you could, if this was a one off for the guy, you could see it wouldn't be, you know, you could, there's an argument to be made. The problem is, is he is flagrantly irresponsible with, you know, the way he comports himself. And so. I don't know. I, I I asked John. He was in Las Vegas this morning when I talked to him on my show. So I asked him to set an over under, and he set the over under at nine and a half. And at first, I was thinking they're just not going to do it. They're not going to do ten. But I guess I'll I guess I guess ten. I, I I'll be surprised if it's more than ten. Okay, but what's yeah. what? What do you think's worthy? What do you think would make make sense? I think ten. Okay. I honestly think ten is the right number. I mean, ten is a. Is a That's big, hefty. Is a is a is a hefty suspension, and very clearly, it would only be his record of of you know previous 
misdeeds that gets him 10. Here's the funny thing, though. You know who had, once upon a time, the Grizzlies 2024, I mean, the Warriors 2024 draft pick? The, Grizzlies. the Grizzlies. They traded it away in the Marcus Smart deal, yeah. right? Yep, Isn't that did. true? Yep, sure did. And that pick is looking, is that pick going to be a lottery pick? Uh, it's possible. Right it's now, quite be, possible right now, it because be, the Warriors have forgot how to play basketball. Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins weren't even right. in the closing lineup last night. So right now that it looks like a, I mean, right now, very clearly it is a lottery team. If they had the season ended today, there are a couple yeah. of games out of the, out of the 10 spot. Um, and so, yeah, kind of staggering. Um, it, it, the other thing is, is he is so damn, uh, you know, he, he is, even in apologizing, right? He was unapologetic. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? It's about was, the tone. It's the tone. He was unapologetic in apologizing. I apologized, you know, and I wouldn't like, no, he was not apologetic for the way he did it. He, he, his, his, his message was, I did not intend to do it, and, uh, and so therefore I shouldn't get, I shouldn't get hammered. Yeah, um, and also Steve Kerr, I think. I don't know what him sort of, Setting the tone at a, at a press conference would mean to Draymond. Draymond just seems like he's going to act how he wants to act regardless of the situation. Um, but at some point, more you got to say more than he's just got to keep his poise. Well, he doesn't keep his poise, Steve. He doesn't. He never does. Never happens. No. I don't know that anything you would say would, but, but it's interesting because, you know, at various points, the Grizzlies have been accused of coddling John Moran, and I'm not saying they didn't, right? Uh, you know, whatever. Something clearly went off the rails with John Moran. But here's the truth. Most teams, they're superstars. Like, what, like, what is Steve Kerr supposed to do with Draymond Green? You know what I mean? Like, if you, here's, if you, are, if you are in bed with Draymond Green, that's what you get, yeah. right? And part of the deal is that you have to go out there, and it's like Rudy Gobert said I, I love the Rudy Gobert quote. He said, deep down, not even deep down, he said, Steve Kerr says, has to say what he said, I'm paraphrasing, but he knows he's a clown. And I think that's exactly right. Steve Kerr isn't fooled by this. Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr knows what he's dealing with. He just knows that the price of having Draymond Green on your team is to, you know, to call out uh, Dylan Brooks for breaking the code, but not to call out Draymond Green for breaking the code. But it's speeding up, though, right? Like, this is the third ejection this year. This is going to be right. a second suspension. This is I'm like, yeah, you could say, okay, you, you don't have Draymond without the antics, but the antics are getting worse and worse and worse as he gets older. Oh, no, it's great. This is it's not this. Bad. This is not the exact same. Uh, you know, I mean, it's happening way you, more you frequently. Think if he said, well, what should he say? This is unacceptable. I think he said that. Like, what is he supposed to say? <sighs> I don't what, know. What I mean, if you're calling out, if you're say. calling out Dylan Brooks for for code breaking, maybe a, maybe some level of the same energy needs to be used easier. here. It is much easier to call out <laughs> other teams' players than your team players. I get you don't it. Have to, you don't have to coach. You're not coaching Dylan Brooks. You are coaching Draymond Green. And I mean, the truth you don't want to create a rift in the locker room. I get it. Well, here's the truth: is that like last year, that team was now the team's a disaster right now. But the team was a disaster last year, and they talked all about the rift in the locker room because of the schism between Draymond Green and Jordan Poole, right? He's not a guy who seems to let this stuff go easily. So if you're Steve Kerr, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I, I am somewhat sympathetic. 
I, I, I think what's particularly galling, I was with the Dylan Brooks thing. I was not, I was not galled by. I, I don't. I'm not galled or, or put out or whatever else by what Steve Kerr says about Draymond Green because I think he kind of has to. What I found offensive was then to be all high and mighty about Dylan Brooks. Yeah, that's the part to say that you are the the keeper of the code and you tell people what is right and what is wrong and what is good and what is not good um, when you have the marauding you know <laughs> you know uh, Draymond Green on your team committing all kinds of havoc and breaking the code left and right. It wasn't again. It wasn't. It's not that I expect them to say other things about Draymond Green. It's that I don't think he should have been high and mighty about Dylan Brooks. Yep. So you brought up the Warriors' first-round pick that may be a lottery pick by the end of this year, especially if Draymond Green's going to be off the floor for an extended period of time. Um, is this the point where – do you hammer the front office for that? I know there's other people in the fan base doing it. Are you are you at that point where you're hammering the front office, Zach Kleiman, for trading away that pick for Marcus Smart? No. Um, hammer, no. I, I mean, listen, I think fundamentally – that front office has done more good than bad, you know? And so at some point you start to, you start to tote it up and you say, Ooh, maybe now they're doing more bad than good. You know, like, but, but I mean, the truth of the matter is they, they, you know, when that deal happened, it's an interesting question. If you're a fan or if you're someone who covers a team, if you approved of the deal when it happened, and almost everybody did. That yep. was universally applauded, that trade. Is it fair to three months later? And, of course, it's a little silly now. We haven't even seen Marcus Smart, so really. And we certainly haven't seen him with John Moran. But let's just pretend it doesn't work out, right? Let's pretend that Marcus Smart doesn't become what we thought he would, and that whatever else. Is it fair to hammer someone for a trade three, four, six months later when you applauded it on the day of of, of no, but we do it. We we love hindsight. Hindsight uh, helps us out. Yeah, I actually think. Well, first of all, I don't think this would be the moment to to, to hammer the front office because for what I just said, we have. Let's see what it looks like. like. Yeah, like it, 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 in at the end of the year, might you look back and say, "Well, that was a stupid trade." In which case, I have always been of the view that we are allowed to grade them. You know, we are allowed to grade them on the results of the trade. Like, in the end, they are responsible for the results of the trade. I can like a particular mayor on, uh, if, I, if I vote for a certain mayor on election day, because I think he's going to be great, and then he stinks, I can change my mind and say the mayor stinks, right? You know yep. what I mean? I, I, I Facts think change. The privilege of being a fan is that you actually are allowed to, to all, all that matters is did you get it right or did you get it wrong? It's not whether you did or get it right or wrong on the day that the transaction was made. It was, did you ultimately get it right or get it wrong? And what we've seen from this front office on a lot of, on a lot of transactions, whether it's the original Mike Connolly trade, whether it's drafting Desmond Bain, whether it's drafting Brandon Clark, whether it's drafting Santi Aldama, whether it's like, they've done a lot of things right. But, um, but I, I think it's fair if, in the end, Marcus Smart looks like he is over the hill and you end up giving up multiple firsts and, and, uh, and, a, and, a, and a backup point guard who could you use for Marcus Smart, I think you can criticize him for it. And, and, and even if you are applauding him on the day of the trade, that's, that's the prerogative of being a fan. Some people disagree with me. I've had this argument with people before. They're like, nope, 
It's all about the process. If you agreed with the process, but what happens in the results? No, no, no. I am grading you on the results. Just like if you were the person who, if you were my investment advisor and I had investments with you and whatever else, I'm trusting you to get it right. And so I'm going to look up at the end of the year and I'm going to see what my returns are. And that's what I'm going to grade you on, period. Not whether I liked liked it when at the moment you you know decided to do whatever you were going to do with the money. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Talking with Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins. Now, I know we've talked about the John Morant, Joshua Holloway case the last two days. I only have one one real question or one real thing to bring up. Uh, Drew Hill's there covering it, and Judge Chumney uh, came back after a, a recess and said, any orders or announcements y'all didn't settle during the lunch break? I'm shocked. Um, if he's not taking it seriously, how the hell can any of us take the? I don't think any of us take it seriously as is, but if the judge isn't even taking this thing seriously, how the hell is anyone supposed to take this seriously, including John Morant, the Holloway side, the whole thing? I, I didn't hear the tone of that. So I, I don't know. Like, it is true that judges can, um, can in, do what they can do to encourage settlements, right? They can do yes. it, you know. And it's also true. And then as the case goes along and the testimony comes in, that one side or the other might be more inclined to settle. Like, for example, let's say this was going really badly for the Holloways. I'm not saying it is because I haven't even been there the last two days, so right. I don't know. But let's say it was going very badly for the holidays, Holloways. And uh, they might, let's say John Moran had an offer on the table. They might be more inclined to take that offer if it was going badly for them. Um you know, than they were before before the thing began. So settlement stuff does come up continuously during the course of a uh, of of any of of these legal proceedings. That's what happens. I don't. I mean, in terms of Carol Trumney, who is the judge here, um, I'm sure she takes her responsibility seriously right. to her as she was weighing in on evidentiary matters. And as she was deciding if this was admissible or not, she was citing cases or whatever else. But let's be honest. Nobody takes the, the, the dispute seriously. Like, I've heard from people who work in, in, the, in the court who are like, what a circus this is. What a, you know, like, it just, I, I can't say anything, but what a joke this thing is, right? Like, everyone acknowledges this is stupid. This is frivolous. This is meaningless. This is dumb. This is a waste of our time. Now, within that, if you're the judge, you have to make your evidentiary rulings and take it seriously. But um, but it wouldn't surprise me if Carol Trumney thought that this this case was a waste of time and would wish they would settle, because I think we all do. Yes, I, I'm there with her. Now, um, we had something else happen in courts today. And at northern West Virginia, we have a temporary restraining order um, granted to uh, uh, players that are transferring to their second school who don't want to sit out. So it looks like these players uh, in college basketball, was, I think it was hatched because of Daquan Battle at, at West Virginia, but um, they have transferred to a second school for a 14-day period. They are granted immediate eligibility, and they will not be waived of that immediate eligibility just because of, of, of you know the temporary restraining order. Um, waving in in fourteen days. I, what is your thought? Like I, the one time transfer portal rule, I, I was fully on board with. But if we get to a point where no transfer, regardless of how many times you do it, you won't be punished or penalized for it. Is that a step too far? What, what do you think about that? Well, what I first think is that what we see is that the NCAA 
anytime they go into court, they get their ass handed to them. Oh, that's no question. But, but, and it's not because they're bad lawyers, because they have a bad case. And the reason they have a bad case is, um, let's say my son wanted to transfer twice. He can transfer as many times as he wants. Like it's, we apply rules um, to to these athletes that we don't apply um, to other students. And then honestly, if for whatever reason a coach wanted to get hired at two different places, that could happen. There's no restraints on anyone else, but there is on players. So as a fan, as a fan, I don't like free agency. I don't like the transfer portal. I don't like because I like I like things to be orderly and I like my team to stay the way it is and whatever else. But I totally understand why why the athletes keep winning here. It's because you know we can't make up different rules for athletes than we do for the rest of the universe, and so that's why. The but don't NCAA we, but don't we already kind of do that? Like, don't we already kind of do that? I mean, these are guys that are on campus playing sports. On a scholarship, I know I hate I hate that I'm saying that right now, but they right. do benefit from certain things that the normal population of that school of that institution do not benefit from. Right. If you wanted to, I mean, and this goes back to if you if if they really did want to um, to have a binding two way contract, you could have them sign binding two way contracts, and you could say, okay, in exchange for this, I will not transfer, and I will take this. But that's not the way it's set up. They they decline to call them employees. They decline to, to, to offer them binding contracts. And so you can't just impose regulations on people, you know, without that are not. In the, uh, Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In a two-way contract situation. So I guess the bottom line is none of this surprises me. It doesn't surprise me that, that, that they keep that they that they continue to lose and it will be interesting because i don't there is such fierce opposition to having them being employees and and i am honestly i sort of understand that too um that it it will because it it, it's kind of crazy it's kind of crazy that the professional leagues are dramatically more orderly in terms of player movement than college sports, just it, mm-hmm. it, it, it makes, could you imagine if after the end of every NBA season, any player or forget the end of it at any time during the could NBA just, season, yeah, could just, players could just go wherever the hell they Naquan want. Naquan Tomlin, shout out. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Naquan Tomlin. The reason that it doesn't happen in professional sports and the reason that it's orderly is because we have these things called contracts. And, uh, and so the players only move when their contracts expire and, 
that sort of thing. <laughs> See, but then, but then we are in a day and age, Jeff, where we do have NIL contracts that guys put pen to paper on. You know what I mean? It's 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 it, there's this transition to pro sports. It really is pro sports. So it's like I I am I'm all for player movement, but I do think that truthfully, like there's there's guardrails, there's things we need to right. sort of nip in the well, bud. We can't have guys yeah. going to five different schools in five years if their eligibility allows them to do that. And then not have to deal with any uh, penalties. You are not allowed to to get together with uh, uh, other folks and restrain the rights of other people just because you want to. Right. That's that's not the way it works. You know, you're just not, I don't know. Like, there there are situations where you can do that. Um, You can do that if there's a collective bargaining agreement or you can do that. But you can't just say no. You can't do it because we don't want you to. That's not not how it works. It's it's just not how it works. Before you let me go, I did. uh, John Varlis had the story up about Bobby Alston, the uh, head football coach at MUS, who uh, is retiring after 47 years. Unbelievable. And I just wanted to do a hat tip towards Bobby Alston and also to ask you, can you imagine, you know, being a high school football coach, and he's a high school track and field coach, too, is not some glamour gig, right? No. I mean, you you know it. A little more glamorous at MUS than a lot of other places, but I get your point. Can you imagine doing that for 47 years? Um, Just astonishing. The number of people no. who he's... And, and and so many times, like Cal used to talk about molding young men and whatever else, right? And And professional coaches sometimes talk about molding people, whatever else. But who really does that? For good, or sometimes for ill, if they're not good role models. But like, who really molds, you know, young men and young women? It's the people who coach them in high school. And that's really that's the hundreds of them. You know, every year a fresh batch, a new class. They come in as you know, fresh faced ninth graders, and they, you know, and and you teach them how to work and how to be responsible and how, like it really is something else. And I think. I mean, I'm, this is my ode here is not just to Bobby Austin, although he did a great job. It's the high school coaches everywhere who yep. do it um, for not vast amounts of money, not vast amounts of glory, uh, but who really do, uh, you know, shape shape the lives of um, of kids, and it's it's impressive, and I'm I stand in awe of it. Yeah, and uh, forty seven year run where he got to uh, is sort of. Impress his uh, knowledge upon um, our man Jeffrey Wright too. How about that? Yeah, well, you know, you know, you know, you, you win some, you lose some. Every coach <laughs> has the, you know, has disappointments. I'm sure, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, he, he's respect. Our own Jeffrey Wright played for Bobby Austin. Yeah, for sure. Well, it definitely is impressive, and I mean, 47 years. It's a different type of uh, player and different type of student he's dealing with. So there was probably a a a morphing. If you will, we give Nick Saban a lot of credit for morphing how he <laughs> right. and adapting how he does. Bobby probably had to do that a whole lot <laughs> throughout the years. Yeah, but for sure. sure. Glad Absolutely. glad you brought that up. No question. Glad you yep. brought that up. But, Jeff, I appreciate it. Thanks for hopping yeah, on. Do yeah, it again yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. That's Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X. Daily Memphian columnist. All of his work, dailymemphian.com, and all of his radio work, 9 to 11, right here on 92.9 FM ESPN with the Jeff Calkins 
show. Now, Oxbow, family-owned and operated, two-story retail store, 964 June Road is where you can find them. If you're a man out there, they have all your clothing ideas. They have all the best brands. Genteel, Free Fly, Fair Harbor, Duckhead, Miz and Main, 964 June Road, off Poplar, on June Road, behind the Amico Station. They have a friendly staff that will show you what you need to get, and they change their clothes out seasonally, so there's always going to be a fresh selection for you, and you're going to love what you see when you get in there. But when we're talking about approaching the holidays and the gift ideas they have, it's endless. They have hunting and outdoor essentials. They have the vintage vinyl in there. They have sports memorabilia. They have your, your game day gear. You can get cups. You can get coolers, buy Yeti. They have everything you could possibly need for uh, that man in your life during the holidays. So make sure you get over to Oxbow, 964 June Road, off Poplar, on June Road, behind the Amico Station. And coming up this Friday, this Friday, we have the Tiger Blue Friday. For you Tiger fans out there, uh, if you want to um, get over there, 10% of sales will go directly to Bluff City Collective to make sure that they can pay the athletes through the NIL fund. So get over there, uh, spend some of those dollars, and uh, try to help. Um, your program out if you're a Tiger fan. 1 to 3 p.m. on Friday. The Pouncer will be there. There'll be giveaways for you. Um, the Tiger Radio Network crew will be there. You can meet them. So get over to 964 June Road on Friday from 1 to 3 p.m. And also, I uh, I give gifts for the holidays. I, I do that. So um, I'm going to give a gift to you. When you go to their online store, you, you can go to 964 June Road, but you can also go to their online store, Shop Oxpo. ShopOxbo.com. And when you go to checkout um, and, and you have your shopping cart full, you use my promo code, The Gabe Show. All caps, no spaces, The Gabe Show. And you'll get 20% off your online order for the holidays at ShopOxbo.com. Shop local, shop Oxbo. Time to go ahead and get into a trip around the National Football League. And we're going to have to start one place. We'll transition, but we're going to start one place. And that's with Cam Newton and what he said about game managing quarterbacks. In the NFL. That's next, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM, ESPN. Feel is their appointed duty. They keep trying to tell me here. Back rolling on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. It's time to take a trip around the National Football League, brought to you by Longshot. But we have to start in a couple of spots uh, before we get to our teams today. And uh, it starts with Cam Newton. Cam Newton was on his podcast talking about quarterback play. And uh, this is what he had to say. As game managers, Brock, Parody, Tua Tonga Valoa, Jared Goff, and really... Dak Prescott. Mm. These are game managers. They're, they're not difference makers. Okay, now I'll say this about Cam Newton. A lot of people are directing hate at him for this take. Um, it is what it is. Cam Newton, you can't say that he was a bad quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. Injuries definitely ended his career uh, shorter than what we thought it was going to be. His shoulder never was able to uh, recover, but he was one of the best. Let's not fool ourselves. Made it, won an MVP. Got to a Super Bowl. One of the best dual-threat quarterbacks we have seen in the NFL. Was it a short period of time? Yes. But it was a period of time that I remember, and I remember very fondly. Now, to his take, I think it's quite ridiculous. Um, 
one, I don't think it should be a negative thing that you're a game manager. I think game managers do affect winning, contrary to what he's saying. You don't think Brock Purdy affects winning for, for the San Francisco 49ers? I mean, the fact that he, I mean, look at what he has done for that team. They're 10-3. and three. He has uh, completed 70% of his passes, 3,500 yards, 25 TDs, doesn't turn the ball over, only seven INTs. He's clearly leading them down a path to where they can win ball games. I think the, the one thing I'd argue against what he says, saying they're not difference makers, they're clearly difference makers. If you hold on to the ball and you manage a game correctly, you can be a difference maker. And I have to point to one guy in the history of this league who was a game manager, labeled a game manager, until he wasn't labeled a game manager. Do you remember that guy? He wore number 12. He played for the Patriots. He won seven Super Bowls. Tom Brady? He stood in the pocket. He didn't turn the ball over. Nothing was sexy his first few years and the first few Super Bowls he won. But as you started to see what he possessed from the neck up, not the neck down, you saw that, damn, he is a difference maker as a quarterback. He can get you into plays that are preferential for your offense. He can deliver the ball accurately, and he doesn't do anything sexy. He just makes sure the job gets done so you can win games at a high level. So I just push back against the fact him saying they're not difference makers. Even if you're – you could be one of the most talented quarterbacks – in NFL history, I look at a guy like Jamarcus Russell. If you can't manage a game correctly, you'll be horrible. You could have the biggest arm. You could have. You could be fast. You could be athletic. But if you don't have it from the neck up, the game management thought process, you're not going to be able to be a good NFL quarterback. So game managers can be difference makers. And then I'll also say, to say Dak Prescott's just a game manager, come on, brother. Who are you fooling? That, that's quite that's, – that's, Really ridiculous. 28 TDs, 6 INTs, 3,500 yards so far this year. He's run for 185 yards. I mean, like, there, there just comes a point where you just can't label a guy as a game manager just because you want him to be a game manager, just because you're trying to take away from his skill set. I just find that foolish. Jared Goff, also, I, whatever. I guess I can give you that. But at the same time, what were the Lions before Jared Goff was, was playing at a high level at quarterback? They were awful, and look at them now. So I just push back against the fact that game manager quarterbacks cannot be difference makers, and also Dak is not a game manager. I think that is completely foolish. Now moving on, um, before we get to our teams in particular, uh, we have another spot that the NFL has decided to uh, run a game, and this is international games. We've already had Germany and the – uh, London, we've done all that. Now they're going to Brazil. Sao Paulo, Brazil will be the site for an NFL 2024 regular season game. Game's growing. There's no question about it. Game is growing rapidly, and I think internationally it's growing rapidly. We talk about it just sort of being an American sport and people outside of America not necessarily latching on to it up until this point. That's been sort of the narrative around uh, the sport of American football. But it's clearly you have fans everywhere. You have fans around the globe. And I don't think this will be the last spot that they, uh, they decide to go to. I think we'll stay in Germany. They'll keep doing the London thing. They'll keep doing all the stuff in Europe. And they'll start to get into South America. They'll, they'll keep doing it around the globe. So shout out to the NFL. They have grown this thing into a, a global brand in what does not feel like a long time. Now let's get into it. 
the Los Angeles Rams. Um, this has to do with the uh, Super Bowl in 2027. And you could do Rams and Chargers because they share SoFi. But we're going back to SoFi in 2027 for the Super Bowl. I don't have much to say about it. It's a nice stadium, beautiful stadium, state of the art. I don't know, though, if L.A. is just the best football town in the world. Like, I just, I we saw it with the national championship a couple years ago, the lack of tailgating and everything else. I'm not sure that L.A. is the place where I want to continue to go back year after year after year. I know there's a lot of people, but it just is not the best football-watching city in America. And that's one of the frustrating parts about them continuing to pick L.A., but I get it. State-of-the-art stadium, uh, you know, massive, massive amount of people in that city. It it makes sense in that regard, but I I don't know if they're a great football-watching community. Maybe they'll have the AI fans in the stands. Well, that would be for the Chargers. The Rams tend to... But I, I, I don't know if you watch games even with the Rams. It feels like you know, if it's the Cowboys or some other, like, it feels like the, the fans travel well to SoFi. It's usually a nice little split between Rams fans and Chargers fans and the opposing fan base. The Minnesota Vikings. Now, this is good for you fantasy footballers out there. Do you have Justin Jefferson on your on your fantasy team? I don't. You don't? Okay. Well, Justin Jefferson is going to play on Saturday. He has announced that he'll finally return and he'll get going. Now, he got absolutely cracked last week. Um, because Josh Dobbs threw a concussion ball to him. Um, But it looks like he will be able to play on Saturday against Cincinnati, and it's just in time. This is all I could think about. I know people don't really care about fantasy football, but I do. It it was just a reminder to me that the fantasy playoffs start this week. You want Justin Jefferson in there. He was the number one overall pick in just about every league that I'm a part of. So I know a lot of people, if 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 you weathered the storm and made the playoffs, Justin Jefferson is going to be available, and I think that is a good thing for you. I think that is a good thing for you. But uh, you don't have Justin Jefferson. No. I have Keenan Allen in, in a non-929 league, though, so that's a tough blow. <clears throat> I'm wondering about Keenan Allen. Uh, yeah, he's hurt, but is he is he staying out because there's no Justin <laughs> Herbert and there's no hope for that team, or is he really that hurt? No Herbert, no Allen. What is that going to look like? Oh, my God. I don't God. know. Oh, I, my God. No Mike Williams, too. He's been out the entire year. So there is that. Easton, I got Eckler. Hey, I, I'm a fan of Easton Stick. I don't think he's any good, but I'm a fan. <laughs> I don't even know what, the words you just said to me. Easton Stick. Easton North Dakota Stick. State alum, baby. We love it. We love it. <laughs> One of the many who's been in line at North Dakota State. Trey Lance, Carson Wentz, and Easton Stick. That'll stick in your brain. No. You see, you have you have random facts that you don't actually need to know. But... Easton Six is going to be the starter there. And we have Max Duggan as the backup. I almost want to see Max Duggan play over Easton Stick, though, ultimately. I know I'm a huge fan, like I just mentioned. These sound like made-up names. <laughs> Max Duggan? TCU? Oh, oh there you yeah. go. It okay. just clicked. It just clicked. It just I was clicked. like, I'm, I don't under. Yeah, that doesn't ring a bell. Well, anyway, this holiday season, all your wishes are coming <laughs> true on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe. 
That is my promo code, G-A-B-E-K. Again, G-A-B-E-K, and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21-plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Time for small talk. So make sure that you stick around right here on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now, it's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Coon Show. And Small Talk is brought to you by Conway Services, reputable service available seven days a week. One thing I have to start with, Shohei Otani, this is not a surprising thing, but Fanatics has has announced that um, he has a record for the highest jersey sales within 48 hours of a jersey release. And he passed, get this, Messi and Ronaldo. So good for uh, Shohei Otani. I, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't really expect anything different, though. Um, now, moving on from that, one thing that I, I laughed at yesterday um, was Florida State. We know that they're, they're the state of Florida is talking about potentially fighting back against the college football playoff. Now, their attorney general, Ashley Moody, put out a video yesterday, and it starts and ends by saying that they need a safer and more healthy Florida. I don't know if Florida State ultimately getting into the college football playoff or being omitted really matters in regards to having a safe, safer and healthy Florida. But... Here we are. She put out a four-minute video about how she is asking the college football playoff to give up their emails, their text exchange, and what was said within the room when they omitted Florida State. She says they missed out on millions of dollars for the state of Florida and for Florida State University. She said that she is completely unbiased because she's a former Gator. She, she went to Florida. She should, she should hate Florida State. Um, but she went on. She said in Florida, merit matters. If it's attention they were looking for, they certainly have our attention now. So they are thinking about getting all of the, the messages that were sent back and forth between committee members, and then there is a, apparently a million dollars set aside to fight the college football playoff. One, I can't think of a bigger waste of tax, tax dollars, and there's a lot of waste of tax dollars. Like State, state tax dollars don't, don't go to where we want them all the time, but fighting the college football playoff with a million dollars – one, not enough, not enough uh, millions there. You're going to have to add a few more onto that. And two, you are fighting a losing case. They are within their rights to do what they did. As much as I hate it, they're within their rights to put whoever the hell they want in the college football playoff. They own the rights to it. They do the whole thing. And there's nothing that says that they can't omit somebody. In fact, there is something that says within their handbook that they can't omit somebody because of a massive injury at the quarterback position or at any other position. So you're fighting a losing battle and spending a million dollars worth of taxpayer dollars on something that is going to have no end and not get the result you want. It's foolish. And the fact that we have an attorney general really worrying about this when there's other things to worry about in the state of Florida just continues to show me that our government is in a very bad spot. We are just we we do not do the right things when they need to be done, Connor. No, it's silly. It's it's ridiculous. Like what the NCAA is gonna go? Nah. Or the college football playoff committee. Nah. nah. Like why would we give you our text messages? You know what they're gonna say? They're gonna say, "How do we leave Florida State out of this?" Uh, you know. It, you know what it'll say? It's gonna it'll say, say Jordan exactly Travis what we think. Hurt. It's gonna Jordan say exactly what we know they're gonna say. Yeah. If you're the attorney general of Florida, how do you feel about GTA being based on your state? I don't know. It's a good one. That's gotta be. Is it Miami Vice City? 
I don't think. I think it's all of Florida. It's all of Florida. Well, they, they, yeah. I guess I saw the swamps and everything else. Yeah. So they have, yeah. I don't know. How do you think the people of LA felt with the live GTA Five? I don't know. Well, that one was like it, they just do it in well, big the cities. The way that they're marketing in big it, states, though, it's like Florida's insane, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, am I right? Florida's crazy. Well, they are. Florida man, you don't get the Florida man. You know, you don't get that attached to your name if it doesn't mean something. I heard that there there was a in the GTA um, GTA Six uh, trailer. There's the guy with the face tats, the, the Joker, re- yeah, yeah, the the Florida Joker. The real guy is trying to sue them for his name, image, and likeness, and he wants money out. Of Would DC it. like to sue that guy? <laughs> because he's doing the Joker face tattoos. So wouldn't DC just be able to turn around and say, oh, okay, well, then we can sue you, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to act like I know. I'm not going to act like I know, but I find it quite ridiculous. I find it quite ridiculous. Um, but are you going to be a GTA 6? Yeah. I'm, I don't know, man. Are you insane? I, it looks are you like, insane? It looks like it'll be cool. Are you insane? I don't know. I was a freshman in college when the when the game. It's been that long. You know, it's, it's been, been a long, twelve long years. Time. <laughs> I will be. Time. I will be playing that game. Yes, a hundred percent. Understood. Understood. Now uh, we have a half hour left in the show. We're going to use it wisely before we pass you off to Grizzlies in Houston against the Rockets. So uh, I don't think there's anybody better to bring on, talk some college football, talk other things than Ty Richardson from ESPN Arkansas. He's next. Ninety two nine FM ESPN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.